Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, we're going to talk about and take a look back at the debut album from the Notorious B.I.G., Ready to Die. This album is actually turning 25 years old. And I got a special co-host. The homie Eclectic is in the building. And we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about the production, the tracks, and whether or not this is or isn't a classic album. So we'll hear from Biggie. And on the other side, we'll get the podcast jumping. Let's get it. The Big Papa track. I had it for a while. And Puff just told me, yo, man, you write something dope to this song, yo. It's, it's damn near certifying your platinum shit. I know. And his track record is like damn near 99%. He don't really do nothing that fails. So I take his word for a lot of shit, which was true. Once I put the Big Papa shit out, the album just soared the platinum. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. And uh, as I mentioned in the intro, we have uh, a special guest and we're celebrating uh, on September 13th, 1994. Biggie Smalls, a.k.a. the Notorious B.I.G. dropped the album Ready to Die. Uh, So we're talking about Ready to Die 25 years later. Uh, And as you know, got a special co-host in the building. Um, This co-host, he needs no introduction, but it's been a minute, so I'll I'll introduce him to you. Uh, He is the owner of a podcast uh, called Mm. the Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast. Uh, Also, another podcast called the Eclectic Discussion Podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're on Twitter, you can find him at I am eclectic with a K. Mm -hmm. And you can Mm -hmm. also find him pretty, pretty popular little site called One Gotta Go. So if you see somebody quoting at One Gotta Go, that's him. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the man who once tried to dig his way to China. That's it. Eclectic's in the building. E, e, what up, man? Yeah, yeah. One, I didn't make it. But what up, everybody? <laughs> it's Eclectic. And uh, for the sake of this show, a.k.a. Sean Clicky Combs, <laughs> a.k.a. Easy Mo E, oh, sure. uh, a.k.a. Uh, Click and Poke. <laughs> The Click Masters, um, yeah, it's, it's good to be back. Um, I'm here to get you, get you, get your listenership up, get you, get you, get your clicks up. Um, when people know I'm on the show, they know. Right, they know, they know. Former Drew Haller baller in the Drew Haller baller. Listen, GSU, <laughs> where everybody's somebody. Oh my gosh, I was listening to that the other day, where everybody's somebody. I, I really did not know that was the slogan at the Grambling. Come on, GSU, I thought you knew. <laughs> This man is an alum of Grambling, but enough about that, man. We, we're mm. here to talk a little hip-hop. We're going to take it back, man, to 1994, September 13th. Notorious B.I.G. B.I.G. drops his debut album, Ready to Die. Um, before we get into the album, E, man, <clears throat> I, I, you know, I, I had to bring you on because you were one of the few people who were actually outside in 1994. Um, Definitely outside. So what was the rap scene like in 94? I mean, like... There's some that, you know, 
actually think that 1994 was one of the best years in hip hop. I've even heard well, some it wasn't. People... <laughs> but go ahead. I'm I've listening. even heard some people say it was one of the greatest years in hip hop. Uh, I don't think so, but hey, um, I mean, it's in the top ten. There you go. <laughs> so, 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 uh, what was the rap scene like in '94, man? Let's see, look, pre, pre Biggie, mm-hmm. pre, well, pre this album, a lot of dope things came out. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know, listen, you got to understand when we are on this show, we just kick it. We don't have a format. We don't run down the list. We just, we just kick it. He know what he's going to ask, but I don't. So, pardon me if I step on a, a future question, but... Spoiler alert, Ready to Die, that came out in 94, mm-hmm. isn't even in my top three favorite albums to come out that year. Ooh, speak on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> speak on it. So to give you the landscape of what was going on in 94, you had a lot of you had a lot of things that came out. You had a lot of things that I know I only mess with, but, <laughs> but shouts to Shay Zelenko, but... <laughs> You also had you had some really good things. You had, um, well, and Vanilla Ice Mind Blowing came out, but stop it. Well, it did, um, <laughs> but but look, you can't forget you had Elmatic, mm-hmm. and so Elmatic came out months before, so that was already killing. That was all over the source. wasn't nobody thinking about no biggie. Um, for for the for the people that like Gangstar, hard to earn it came out, mm. uh, and so it was a lot of for the people that thought like when Ready to Die drop that brought that New York back. Nope, New York was there before <laughs> it was already back. before Ready to Die. I just hard to earn and Elmatic came out way before. <laughs> it was it was fine. Fuck nothing but love by Heavy D came out before. Which you know what I thought what was that I thought. On um, ready to die, when he said, "When you fuck with big and heavy, I get it." I was like, "Damn, if he did a song with Heavy D, that'd be crazy." Right. And then just set to scratch. I thought that'd be dope. But anyway, um, '94 was a really dope year in hip hop. Um, but it was um, you had a mix. You had a mix of the street stuff, and then you had some. You know, like I said, Vanilla Ice was out. The UMCs, who I actually like, <laughs> the UMCs was out. I remember UMCs. This, this was, you know, shouts to Blue Cheese in any way the wind blows. No doubt. Um, but you also had um, um, the metamorphosis of the, uh, when, when when Hammer dropped the MC and he was the funky headhunter. <laughs> Shout out to Pumps in a Bump. Go boy, with the Speedo. <laughs> the Speedo on the body roll. But but you had but you had it was it was a lot of different type of things going on. Um, um, the Roots first EP came out that nobody knew about but me because you know. Um, but that and a lot of people's favorite rap group came out with Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music. Hey, you know, and that came out way before. Hey, so um, but you had that, but you had a you, you had a. A, a, a plethora of things from Southern Playalistic to, um, like I said, Elmatic to uh, uh, Ahmad back in the day. Ah, I remember um, Ahmad. Um, um, shit. Oh, 
Regulate. Regulate hey, came out. The great Warren G. Come on. Functify the brand drop. All of this stuff dropped before we heard any before Juicy. Mm-hmm. And so 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 hip hop and, and and for this sake, New York was in good hands before he dropped. But um he 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 didn't quite come out of nowhere, but when when Juicy dropped, people was like, "Yo, this is the next dude." And it's crazy because nobody was like, "This is the good thing about hip hop," or the good thing about how hip hop was. Okay, nobody was like, "Who's this ugly nigga?" <laughs> nobody was like, <clears throat> "This fat dude." Right. They were just like, "Man, he killing it," and that Juicy. Come on. They were just like, man, that sample is crazy. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, and when you fast forward it to now, somebody come out and like, who's this jerk? You know, they they, right. they go judge him before they even hear anything. Or they're going to be like, nah, yeah, he all right, but you know, he ain't cute. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, or her, her ass ain't big, like, so nah, they kind of okay. You know what? Do you know how big Rhapsody would be if she was built like man, <laughs> man who you telling you know what I'm saying but I'm just saying it, it was different back then when you when you could have little uh, what's the chick's name Vita making songs and she looked like a Q-tip he <laughs> was like alright come on Vita we, like I said, uh, the brat came out with Functify. The brat wore like ni- 19 coats and two pairs of jeans. We didn't see what everybody looked like until like f- four albums later. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so when true. When they stopped selling. So true. But everybody was like, shit, the brat killing it. We ain't care. And so it was just, it was a, it was a different time. It was a different time. No doubt. You, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head, man. It was a lot of great music. And, and I think <clears throat> people tend to look back at that time and say, well, yeah, and some you touched on that. You know, Biggie brought New York back. Uh, I can't really say he that even he had did. the best rap album out that year. Right, right, <laughs> right. And we're going we're definitely gonna get into that. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I, I I think it was. It was. A, it was a good time in hip hop. There was a, a shift, I would say. You know, as far as the paradigm, as far as how you know hip hop was being viewed and how it's being consumed. You know, by the masses, it wasn't just mm-hmm. you know kind of sectional. You know, people here liking this kind of music, people over here liking this kind of music, or what or what have you. But um, it, it it was a it was a good time. Uh, times were changing though for hip hop. Um, yeah, and 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 the, the the piggyback on that because of '94 when that dropped, that pretty much made '90. Six. Mm. I mean, in 95, 95 and 96, better than 94. Yeah, but I agree. if it wasn't for 94, 95 and 96 probably wouldn't have been what they were. So it, 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 it did change. Now, instead of saying, instead of saying this, instead of saying that a lot of people say, Ready to Die brought New York back. 94. Four brought New York back. Okay, okay. Because '93, it was a lot of West Coast. You had your, you, you the end of '93 and '94 brought New York back. Because you got to remember the tail end of '93, and when I'm talking, when I'm saying tail end, I'm talking November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, November. 
um, Man Night Marauders came out. Yep. Um, Thirty Six Chambers came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was some one something else came out around that time. So that's that's around the time when New York's kind of okay. And you know, then it was going neck and neck with with the West because uh, I think Doggy Style dropped at the end of that year too. Yep. Yep. So ninety four. The end of ninety three, ninety four kind of brought New York kind of brought New York back. And on the on the back of Ready to Die and Illmatic and a couple others, but you know, predominantly. Oh, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I think that's where people kinda and that's why I said it, it's it's always good to have somebody who was outside who actually knew what was going on in ninety four because, you know, depending on who you listen to, you know, they're gonna give you different perspectives as to what it was but no new new york they had a solid solid foundation and that's not to say that you know ready to die did not help but new york was was on its way back if you will hey, can you talk about how you got that first break um, what, uh, what it, um well it first happened me and my man we used to be hustling on Bethany and quincy and he introduced me to this kid named 50 dj kid you know what i'm saying and we used to like get drunk and high and go in his basement and i used to just rap over instrumental beats 50 used to tape everything so after he got like about maybe 20 minutes 30 minutes worth of raps from me he took it to Big Daddy Kane's DJ Mr. C Mr. C heard it he thought I was dope and then they introduced me to this kid Maddie C from the source and we just jumped on Unsigned Hype they had like some shit for Unsigned Artists they sent him a tape and shit so they liked the tape put our picture in the magazine or whatever then Maddie saw Puffy at a club and Puff was like yo I'm looking for some um, hardcore artists for Uptown Records. That's when Puff was vice president of Uptown. He's he tired of doing the heavy shit, the Mary shit, Jodeci shit. He want to do some hard shit, some street shit. So Matt let him hear my shit, and he liked it. You know, so he wanted to meet up with me. We met up. I kicked a little round for the nigga, and it was on from there. Um, next question I have for you, Matt. Mm. What was the first? You remember the? First time that you heard Biggie and what song did you hear? Was it on this album? Did you hear? Nah, it was the Dollar My Baby remix with ah, Supercat. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, um, I remember it was. I was. Um, I was watching videos. I was watching videos, and it came on, and I already knew Supercat from um, Ghetto Red Hot. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm messing with. And then I think what it said was, you know, in the little bottom left corner, I think it said uh, with Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'll set, I'm down. And she never appeared in the video. Nope. But you heard her. And they had like a little fake silhouette. But then, um, you know, you're grooving. Then all of a sudden, third eye. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, Bling bling, who's that with Super Cat? Third Eye, Third Eye. Third Eye. you know. Who I also have his album. It's a good album. Are you um, I didn't know you had oh, an album. Oh man, ease up. What's that all about? Why you want to try and play Third Eye out? Yeah. Wow. Ease up, but um, so he started rhyming. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. This is this is this is dope. And then, <laughs> and then Puff was rapping. Like Third Eye, we've never heard Puff rap with that voice. <laughs> never again. He was extra gangster. Um, you know, he freaked, he freaked the Funky Fly remixes. Um, and then and then Big, like I said, 
Here's the thing. As far as where I was and how I was moving, mm-hmm. Big was the, who's this dude? Of the three. I knew Third Eye. Mm-hmm. And I knew Puffy because I know Mary. Right. I'm like, but who's this dude? <laughs> but he started rhyming. I'm like, oh, he killing it. And back then, it doesn't matter anymore in hip hop for anybody that, you know, want to go back and forth between now and then. On a song with multiple rappers, if you go last, you was, you was bringing it home. You, exactly. you was the shit. Exactly. You didn't, <laughs> you it wasn't no last. random order. It was just like, because, come on. I mean, put it like this, so much so, he went last, and that was it. That was the end of the song. Supercat didn't even come back on. <laughs> exactly. He didn't, on his own song. On his own song. <laughs> he didn't even come back in with a la-la-la-la. It wasn't nothing. nothing. So, um, so he went, and I love it when you call me Big Pop. And that's where the, from the Big Pop, that's where that sample comes from, from this song. For anybody who didn't know, the they sampled this song for Big Papa, so that's where that part came from. Um, and nah, he, he killed it. Um, I will say it wasn't uh, after it was over. Who was that? Let me go look him. Well, we couldn't look it up. It didn't have the internet. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> couldn't look it up. By the way, everybody that's listening, when this dropped, no internet, no, no Google. Internet. Nope. It didn't exist. Google, the Google wasn't a thing. So, um, you just had the source. You had the source, and you know they had it in there. But he was in the unsigned hype. Mm-hmm. Was that unsigned hype or the, yeah, it was unsigned yeah, hype. Uh-huh. He was in there, and then he had um, that song was in the fat tape section. Uh, the fat tape section of the source Shut where it had like tape. all the singles, <laughs> all, the, all the hot singles on the street. And then if you was lucky enough to get you a nice mixtape for yourself, you heard it. Um, because I only remember seeing the single in the stores. Mm-hmm. I only remember, you know, some DJs had it, so they throw it on a mixtape. Um, but that was the first time I heard them. After that, I think I heard, um, I want to say, I want to say a bunch of niggas, but it probably was part of your bullshit. bullshit right. And then I heard the, um, the freestyle. The infamous freestyle. Yes. But yeah. But um um what did I just say? Um Dolly My Baby remakes first time. Yeah, same here, man. Um same here. Dolly My Baby remix. I heard the song feels like oh long before I even saw the video. So I'm hearing him sure. but not seeing what he what he actually looks like, right? Oh. All right. <laughs> so um and a funny story I had, we were, um, I played football at South Carolina State University. Uh, shout out to Germ. And um, so, so, uh, so we, we were getting ready for a game. And one of my teammates, my boy Bruce, and he always reminds me of this, he had, he had the single. Shout out to oh, the cassette sure. singles. Yeah. So just the single of Dolly, my baby. So I needed, so, you know, we're getting ready for the game. We're warming up and everything. And I got my little uh, Walkman headphones on or whatever like that. No, Beats by Dre weren't out yet. <laughs> they weren't out nah, yet. So, it was Sony with the um, <laughs> with the Afro puffs on the, on the shit. Exactly. That's, those are the exact headphones I had. So he let me hold a tape. 
And um, I started listening to it. And, you know, like you said, I, I was listening to it and Third Eye comes on. I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm not really paying attention. But when Biggie came on, you know, I was like, oh, this, this dude's kind of nice. You know, it wasn't no, oh, shit, like, you know, like you'd heard the greatest thing ever. But the dude was nice. So he caught my attention. So, um, and, you know, for those of you who are old enough to remember, cassette singles, like you had the song on one side and then you might have an instrumental on one side and then you flip the tape over. Like and then there might be a bonus song on the other side, but it's only like two or three songs. So that's yeah, it. If you had if you had um like another mix exactly. or the or the a cappella, exactly. then it was a maxi single. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Then you have the maxi single. So you just had the cassette single. So I just kept listening to it and listening to it. So after the game, we, we get back on the bus, we won, we ride back to school. And I never gave him the tape back. And so we go mm. to practice that following Monday. He's like, yo, you got my tape? I was like, oh, it's in the dorm, which was a lie. It was in my pocket. And so, so, like, every time he would ask me, so we had a game the following week, he asked me for the tape. I was like, oh, I left it at school. So I kept coming up with these excuses, and I never gave him the tape back. And one day we got in my car, and he was actually going to get the tape. I said, yeah, I'll give you a ride to the store. And we were going to, he was going to get the tape out of my car. And I went to pull the tape out of the tape deck and the tape popped. <laughs> so, so he never got his tape back. <laughs> Smoking weed and bamboo. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so yeah, that was my introduction to Biggie, man. I, I just got, and that was, and that was in 93. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So this was, this was even before the album even came out. So, um, it was a little bit of time in between me hearing the song for the first time and then actually seeing him in the Dolly My Baby uh, video. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then the album comes out in September. Well, Juicy, I think, was the first single that was released. That came out in August of 90. I had that cassette. You had the cassette. <laughs> I had that cassette. It, um, it was Juicy on one side and Unbelievable on the other side. Okay. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. I actually still have it. Word. Yeah, it's in my closet. You got nowhere to play it, though, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I'm gonna change that soon. Man, please tell me how, because <clears throat> excuse me, because they got I, a um, they got a USB cassette player. Wow. So you can like play, you can put the put the little cassette in, put the USB into the computer, and then re- if you wanted to record, you know, your your cassettes to MP3. Wait, 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 hold up, how much does this cost? Like twenty thirty dollars. Oh, okay, okay. You can go on Amazon, hook I'm it up. Che- I'm just checking, man, because your your taste a little bit more expensive than mine. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm don't, broke, don't, man. don't you even say you poor. You're not poor. I can't. I never pictured a Super Nintendo or a Sega Genesis. <laughs> I got a kid in college, man. I'm broke. <laughs> See, you got a kid in college. You had some money at one one day. <sighs> oh my god. But um. Oh shit. You know what else? What's that? That um, even though I'm just trying to put the listeners on, but that um, Dolly My Baby remix, two things. One, they tried to say, and it's probably it could be true because I don't know, I can't refute it. That that was the first hip hop song that featured the phrase "bling bling." So Third Eye came up with it. Really. Now, that was the first thing he said. That is that is the first time that we heard the, the term bling bling. Wow. Hmm. Never thought about it like that. And hmm. um yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I don't know. I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we and we're going to get into the actual tracks in just a second, but before we get into the tracks, man, I want to talk a second about the production, man, because he had a lot of heavy hitters. Obviously, you know, Puff Daddy was the the the, the Quincy Jones, if you will, you know, kind of bringing everybody together. Um, you know, Mr. C Puff. You know, he had a beat. He had beats from Easy Mo B, Premier, mm. um, Chucky Thompson, just to name a few. Uh, I always confuse it with Chucky Booker, and it be bugging me out every time I think about my man, my man who made turned away, <laughs> did, did one more chance. <laughs> nice. Uh, hey man, is Chucky Booker still alive? Chucky Booker, man, you better not try to kill Chucky okay, Booker. Okay, man, you know, dog, you know, I have to ask, man, I have to ask because sometimes you know people disappear, you know, because you know what it is, and I'm almost ashamed to admit this. It's a little quick sidebar, folks. I, sometimes I used to get Chucky Booker confused with Kashif. Why are we always confusing Chucky Booker? <laughs> and Kashif passed away. Rest in peace, Kashif. Very slim. Because uh, Chucky Booker had a um, had like an unsung last year, or year before Did last. Really? Okay, shit. I gotta check that yeah. out. Come on, shout out to Chuck. Yeah, shout out to Chucky Booker. Man. Um, I don't know how I got confused with Kashif. <laughs> they they kind of they kind of looked alike. And they, they ran in the same circles. Okay, okay. They ran, okay. They ran in the same circles. Uh, so. so, yeah, the production, man. What what did you think about the production on this album? Well, so, first up. No. <laughs> no, all right, no, nah, no. Nah, I'm not getting spicy. No, do you, do you. But, but, in my brain, when I first, I'm like... I, how hard was it to make juicy? <laughs> you like really? Not I mean, hard at all. It was. It was. It's, and this is why I don't understand the beef about juicy. Because it wasn't a hard beat to make. It didn't seem like you made much of anything. Right. Right. I mean, it's Isley Brothers. It is M to me, sir. I'm, well, I mean, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. M to me. You thought that was Chucky Booker too? <laughs> uh, no, but the mere fact that um, what was that? Um, Pete Rock had the beef with Puff over Juicy is crazy. Mm, mm, little history here. I remember hearing about this because Pete Rock said that Puffy stole the idea for Juicy when he went over Pete Rock's house and he was playing it. And then, you know, because he was just saying he played music at his place. Mm-hmm. You come over, you just going to hear music. And so they said he came over, that was playing. Next thing you know, that was, that it was juicy. <laughs> and he didn't get no credit for it. No, Puff but, would never steal something. He would never steal a beat from somebody. But Pete, but Pete Rock then did the Juicy remix. Mm, yes. And so, but Pete Rock was like, yeah, I did the remix, but I'll... I also did the original thing, <laughs> but 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 then I'm like, nigga, it's just instrumental, ain't it? <laughs> but anyway, right. anyway, anyway, um, it was um, it was different, but kind of in the lane of what was kind of dope around that time. What I mean is. The beats, the production was hmm, a more, it, it was 
36 chambers without the kung fu. Okay, okay. And it was it was Illmatic, but like diet Illmatic as far as <laughs> as far as what it was street beats, but it was street beats that were mm, I don't want to say they were generic street beats because they weren't, but the it was it was like a compilation album street beats is like if you wanted some street these are the beats but they weren't all like completely different from each other which which is kind of good because it, it makes it flow better mm-hmm. like but the Illmatic is when when New York State of Mind come on you, you're about to lose your neck right there was no beat like that really on Ready to Die except for Respect. Okay. Um, when when life's a bitch came on, you just got into your groove until they start rapping, and then you're gonna lose your neck again. But when you groove, you had that. You didn't have necessarily that on ready to die, except for kind of like warning mm. and big pop. But it was still hmm, Big Papa. That's that's instrumental, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it's the Brothers. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it's what I'm talking about. She's instrumental, so it's like ah. So it, it wasn't incredible. Some of them weren't incredibly original because they were just. I mean, Lights of Bitch was a sample too. It was um, yearning for your love, but it just seemed different because of the. It just seemed different. Mm-hmm. But um. Overall, nah, it was it was it was dirty, it was gritty. Mm. When you know, without the samples, the sap the the readily known samples. There were samples on every song, right? But you know, you didn't know "Cold Blooded" by James Brown unless you, <laughs> you know, you know. Um, um, but the thing was, it was. For especially for '94, when you had other types of things coming out, like this didn't sound like Funkified. Mm-hmm. No doubt, no <laughs> so doubt. Yeah, totally it didn't, different sound. It didn't. It didn't sound like a lot of these. A lot of these other albums. So, uh, you know, they got props for it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hate the beats at all. No, I, I agree, man. I think. Uh, I think the production really fit, it fit Biggie for what he was trying to accomplish. Um, I agree. The the beats were real. You know, New York kind of grimy, grindy, um, but some were a little bit more smoothed out. So, so you had you had a good mixture. You had, you know, like the warning beat, and then you might go to Juicy, which was you know a heavy. I, I hate saying sample because it really ain't much of a sample with Juicy. Uh-huh. Pretty much the <laughs> song. Yeah, um, warning, Juicy, warning, Juicy, and uh, Big Papa. And and um, respect, they're all just basically instrumental. Right, right. So you know, you you had that, but you know, even that Biggie's rhyming over it um, made it that much more you know listenable. Um, and like he said, it's not when you compare it to the landscape of what we were hearing across the board in hip hop, it still was different. And you know, 
when we got the visuals of Biggie and Juicy and Big Papa, when I mean by visuals as far as like the videos, you got these smooth ass R&B, old ass R&B tracks and mm. this, you know, <laughs> not necessarily appealing to the eye, a uh, gentleman named Christopher Wallace. You know, he said rapper. black and ugly as ever. <laughs> right. Uh, however. <laughs> right. He called himself black and ugly as ever. So, I mean, he he, he knew he wasn't a heartthrob. So, um, so you know, you got that going on, and and I think that made that made the album even more appealing because again, the production was it was solid, very solid production. Um, and that's I'm glad that you brought up that about Puff and Pete Rock. I have not heard that. Uh, talked about in years but yeah that was and and you know to be honest for a long time i thought that was just a rumor i didn't know that there was some serious validity to behind the scenes that pete rock felt as if puff stole that song from which is you know puff has been accused (laughs) he's been accused of doing stuff like this before yeah and so the 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 thing that you said about hearing it and then seeing the visuals that has been my not necessarily beef but my main bone of contention with I guess you could say Biggie or how Biggie was presented to us or the the, the, mistake, the whole Biggie thing um, <laughs> because of this mm-hmm. and, and I know we're going to get to the tracks and stuff in a second but in my brain the the real the the Biggie fans the people that that say Biggie is top three and number one and and the, the ones Ghost. that just yeah the ones that's ready that was ready to kill for Biggie and say Biggie's the best you can pass any MC contest um, <laughs> they didn't really like Biggie mm. they like. Well, yeah, they liked Biggie, and they liked Puffy's Biggie. They didn't like the Notorious B.I.G. They didn't like B.I. Because okay. what I'm saying is, the and look, I'm 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 doing a generalization here, so you know, people listen like, nah, nah, not me. <laughs> I'm all right. I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about somebody else. But people that love the turn the video, oh shit, there's my shit. One more chance, you know. Black and ugly as ever, ever. Yeah, but that's not one more chance. Right. That's the remix. <laughs> you don't know the one more chance. Right. The actual the people who love that biggie, they don't know me and my bitch. Mm. The, they they just see the videos. They got the album, but they'll only listen to Big Papa and Juicy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And warning, they'll listen to all the ones that sound like, you know, the videos, the samples, the, the the heavy sample. Those are the ones that they like, but only the you know only the dudes who's really into listening to this is gonna give you give you Machine Gun Funk. Oh yes, you're not gonna run into your average woman is going to tell you about all the glocks that she told <laughs> they ate niggas like chocolates it's the right. funk 
They ain't going to be reciting that word for word while you riding down the street. Now, if you do find her, you know, keep her close. But <laughs> Yeah, let her ride. She's a ride or die. But, but he was presented as, you know, the smooth, the player dude. Biggie didn't want to be the player dude, but Puff said, you got you should be the player dude so we can get this money. And he was like, betting they, boy, if they didn't get that money. Mm-hmm. So, great business move, great strategy, you know, because all of the all of the, the gutter stuff. If you listen really close to Ready to Die, you'll see what I'm saying. Mm. The gritty shit, if you listen to it, his voice is high pitch. Okay. If you listen to Gimme the Loot Machine, you just listen to his voice. It's, 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 it's way high pitch. He recorded those songs before Puff got fired and made Bad Boy. Mm, After okay. he made Bad Boy and they finished, they were about to finish the album, that's when you got Big Papa. <laughs> and that's when Juicy came up. Because think of, and, and, and think about it. Listen in your head how his voice sounded on Dolly My Baby remake. How his voice sounded on um, uh, Party and Bullshit. It didn't sound like the One More Chance remakes. Mm. It didn't even sound like One More Chance on the album. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, but, you know, Puff, smart guy, like, look. And he get all the props for the vision because I wouldn't have came up with that. Like, no, we wouldn't no, just nobody. We would have had another Coogee rap. I'm like, nah, go in there and rip it. Nah, you nice as hell. Right. I'm gonna get the beats. But he had a vision. Like, nah, we gonna do this. And boy, that shit worked. So, Yo, so, he, so he, but wrote, I, he wrote it too. Yeah. So it's not necessarily my beef. It's just I just think, boy, it could have been. Uh, it could have been so much more. If he would have did his double album, one side gritty, other side player, then you would have had something. Yeah, I just and you you know my feeling on that double album. I think that was if he had done a single album, it would have been phenomenal. If he, he would have did, if he would have took us, um, Ready to Die has fifteen songs. Mm-hmm. If he would take the best fifteen songs off of Life After Death, it would be better than Ready to Die. Hmm. Okay. That's my opinion. That's okay. my um, that's my unpopular opinion. You take the best fifteen off of Life After Death and put it up against the fifteen that's on Ready to Die. It would. I'm thinking it would I, kill. You know, Ray. I don't know. I don't know if he's got fifteen. Well, nah, he do. He do. And we, uh, excuse us for going up. We know what you tune in to listen to, but <laughs> yeah, sometimes this, this happens. But but you know just just freestyling this here, mm-hmm. hypnotize, right? Kick in the door. True, that's true. Um, if you, I don't know your, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the ones I know, and then I'll say with the ones you're feeling. All right, so hypnotize, kick in the door. What's beef? Mm-hmm. Story to tell. Yeah. Um, um, uh, see, these are the ones I. All right, the world is filled. Okay. Downfall. Downfall, right. Long kiss, good night. Six. That's seven. Oh, it's okay, seven. That's seven. Um, nobody to somebody. Yeah, that's eight. Um, then 
Last Day. We're the locks, yeah. Okay. Love to Doe. Love to That's Doe. ten. That's ten. That's okay. ten. Um, niggas bleed. Okay. People, not me, like Notorious Thugs. I don't like Notorious. Me neither. <laughs> but I'm just saying. So we'll make that. We'll make that fifteen. Okay. But you know everybody likes that. Shit. Oh yeah, everybody likes that. Shit. Okay. I don't know. So why. so I got I got I got three more I got three more to go. So I would say. Um. Uh, Sky's the Limit. Oh, that's my favorite. See? That's my favorite. That's my favorite <laughs> album. So, Sky's, Sky's the Limit. Somebody's Gotta Die. And yeah. even though, even though, you know, fuck you tonight. You know that's what? That's I, 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 I could, yeah, I could let you, I could let you slide with fuck me tonight. Cause I, I don't like it because R. Kelly, but I, I I get why people would like it. Okay, so then, you yeah. know what? That's that's legit. You, you put those fifteen as an album. Right. I think I, I I think this. I'd rather listen to that album than <laughs> Ready to Die yeah. on multiple times. I, I, I'd agree. And, and you know what, man? And I'm thinking about it now. I wonder if, and I mean, of course, we'll never know because we don't know what the post production stuff was with Biggie dying uh, right before the album comes out. But I wonder if Biggie wanted to have a double album i'm pretty sure that they you know puff probably talked him into it but i'm gonna say he did i'm gonna say they did it on purpose okay only because of this and i'm speculating play my cd twice you see him in the streets and be like yo he's nice okay (laughs) but that's on the low though so i got play my cd twice double cd that's in my brain that's how it works (laughs) you know that that makes sense that makes sense um Oh, okay, okay. You know what? I, I will not disagree. I will actually agree with you. I think that is, and that could be because Biggie got stronger. Or that just that could be because you know, Life After Death is a better album. Let's say one through fifteen. Um, yeah, and, and and that's not to say that if maybe they did one album, it would have been six of those, and then like you know, five <laughs> of the five um, player haters and another's. No, actually, I like Player Hater, but another. Oh, that was so awful. I was on the ground when I heard Player Hater for the first time. Really? I don't care what nobody said. I love that song. It was okay. Because I'm going to tell you why. It was in the vein of NWA's Automobile, and yeah, I'd rather fuck you. it was. It was. And he was just having fun. I'm like, man, when you, when, when you are at the top of the game, the top of the rap game, period, and you can throw some shit out like that, not taking yourselves too, so serious mm-hmm. after you done killed everybody three songs ago. <laughs> and you sold all the dope in the world. Yeah, and then killed yourself last album. Right, right, right. Yeah, I forgot you killed <laughs> yourself. You can start singing way off key. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm, I'm giving it to you for that. I'm like, man, I... Then point puff taken. with that with the falsetto. Point point <laughs> nah. taken. You that's yeah. that's that's a really really good point. Yeah. Um, okay, you know what? That's perfect place right here for us to take a quick commercial break. We'll hear from Biggie, and on the other side, we're gonna break down these tracks. Uh, mm. We'll talk. We'll tell you what we like. We'll tell you what we didn't like. And I'm gonna pick E's brain. I'm very curious and interested to know if we're scoring this album mm. via the sources mic system. How mm-hmm. many mics did this album get? And okay. I also want to know for me, is this a hip hop classic? So sit tight. We'll be back in just a sec. What advice would I give to young rappers? Take control of your shit. Don't, don't be the type of rapper. Don't be a stupid rapper. 
<laughs> a stupid rapper is a motherfucker that has somebody else tell them what to do, which is not always wrong, but if it's something that you feel that you don't have to do, you really have to question it and find out why they want you to do it. Most niggas, they feel like, well, you see what Biggie's doing? You know, he has the hat, the kango, and, and this, and you have to be like that. But if you don't really want to be like that, you don't have to be like that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of motherfuckers just try to tell a nigga to do something so quick and, and give them examples of other motherfuckers that did it and blew up and make them think that they can do the same thing, which is not always necessarily true. And just like that, we are back. Once again, it's your boy, 12 Kyle. This is the 12 Kyle Podcast. I got my man Eclectic in the building. (laughs) We're talking about Ready to Die 25 years later. The album drops September 13th, 1994. Ironically, in a very cryptic way, uh, two years later, September 13th, 1996, Tupac would die. Um, But anyway, um, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about these tracks, man. Uh, This album, again, very critically getting tongue-tied critically acclaimed but i want to run through the tracks we talked a little bit about the production on the on the front side of the break um so track one is the intro puffy and biggie there you know goes through the birth of biggie and talking about how he's robbing a train and he got to eat and all this stuff like that so we'll skip the intro okay Uh, skip the intro (laughs) track two things done changed how how, how did you uh what was your assessment on, on that track man um, things have things have changed was was funny because after um the single, mm-hmm. so when Juicy uh, came out, you would after Juicy came out, you kind of thought what Biggie was about, and you know that came out, and so. That's not what you would expect. That 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 first song, what nobody expecting that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so that was the first. I mean, so you thinking it was all a dream, dude? And right. then it's as I grab the Glock, put it to your headpiece. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about no need to worry? My accountant handles that. <laughs> What's happening? It was forty five Glocks and tags. All right, but anyway. Um, I liked it. Uh, uh, you know, it was. It's, I was. I was rolling with it. Um, the the cool thing is, for me, that's what I wanted to hear. Mm. Remember back in the days, yeah. they had waves. Cause I was, I'm like, yeah, I'm like okay, yes. here we yes. go. He and, you know, reminiscing. I'm like, damn, this is almost like it's like a gangster Ahmad. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think Ahmad has ever been mentioned on any of the podcasts that we've ever done together, and he's already been hey, mentioned twice. Twice, yeah, come on. <laughs> so, what the fuck is this? Back in the days, but you don't hear me though. So, um, so nah, I'm 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 rolling with it. Um, one of my one of my favorite uh, songs on the album. Um, I so what happened was because of the interlude. Because you're talking about the birth and the, and the robbing and thing, mm-hmm. I was paying attention to the soundtrack of the birth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When they really went, well. when they hit you with the with the super, super fly, fly. Yeah, and then yeah. rappers delight, 
and then top belling. And then the shiznit, which I hate, but. Yo, I forgot the shiznit was on there. So, yeah. So, you know, the years, the Shut years him growing up, you know, so the beginning of rap, 70 something, mm-hmm. early 80s, top belling, 80. And then the 90s with the shit. So I'm listening to that. So then you, you put that with uh, then reminiscing back in the day. So I'm like, oh, they about to kill it. Mm-hmm. And so, so nah, um, I, I was a fan. This is what I want to do with you. What's that? Since you said before the break, you wanted to then break it down and see what we would rate it on the Source 5 mic system. Mm-hmm. I also want to see how we really rate the album based on the tracks. So what I want to do okay. is as we talk about these tracks, we give it a one through five. Gotcha. Like, so one, nah, five, one of the best. All right? Okay. So... Since I've already said what I thought about things, what did you think about things? Uh, and then I give it enough. I thought it was I thought it was a very good lead in. Um, you make a good point about the soundtrack that's playing in the background. So as Puffy and 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 Biggie are going back and forth, the intro you have this music and stuff. The sound basically the soundtrack of Biggie's life playing in the background, and mm-hmm. then it goes from that, and then it abruptly goes into the which is a really smooth transition into things unchanged. I like things unchanged. I thought it was a very good way to start off the album. It's hard, like you said. It it, it ain't <laughs> it ain't the smooth player shit. It's it's grimy. Um, I would if I had to score it, I'd give it a four out of five. All right, you all right? So you say four out of five. I'm gonna say say I was about to say four out of five. Then I was like, maybe I'm gonna go three and a three and a three and a push. Okay. So so. All right, okay. I got it down. All right, so we'll then it. the next song is Gimme the Loop. Uh, I mean, Biggie's robbing. <laughs> he's got, he's talking. And, and it took me a while. Uh, so many people thought it was two people on I that song. It, exactly. Did you ever think that or you? No, I didn't. Okay, okay. <laughs> hey, well, you better than me, man. Because it, it, it was a minute before I realized that was just Biggie talking in two different tones. And the, and the reason why, I think the reason why I thought that, or the reason why I didn't think that, is because in my head, the only person, because you got to understand, I'm, I'm just listening to this. Mm-hmm. This is this is listening to it when it came out. This is not already knowing who Biggie is and any of that stuff. We just listen. I'm like, the only person he going to rhyme with is Puff, and that ain't Puff. Right. So that's Biggie. That's how my head worked. That's exactly. I was like, man, if it ain't, if it ain't Puff, then it's, it must be him. And I listen again. I'm like, yeah, that's just him. Higher voice. Yeah, I thought that was. And, and wait a minute, did I'm trying to think. Pop did this on a, on one but one of his earlier albums. But I he did it on uh, Tupacalypse Now Soldier Story. Okay, so did Biggie bite? Come on, you know who I, you know who you on the, on the yeah, podcast? Yeah, exactly. Man. I forgot. Now this guy, you wasn't really a big fan of the later Pac, but you, I don't know anybody that knows this much about Tupac's earlier albums than the guy oh, that we have on this podcast. He is a so very, just, very astute Pac fan of the early so days. Like me, all he wanted to be. I love that song. One day he was man. One day I can't remember what podcast we were doing. You were quoting Pac lyrics, and I was like. 
I don't remember that shit. <laughs> it was like, oh, it was on the, it was on the B side of Tupacalypse Now, and I was like, okay. Are they stressing me just because I'm a young black male? Cosmic boy. Anyway, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he was biting because, in this particular song, he's there about to rob places together. Soldier story. He was telling the story about the Eminem's. Older brother was locked up. So. Okay, okay, just sure. just checking, just checking. Okay, so give me the loot. Um, I, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, I love. I, like I said, it took me a minute to to figure out the voice changes, but um, I I really liked it. What are you scoring? Uh, give me the loot. Um, I'm giving it a I'm giving it a three. Okay, giving it a three because I do not like it more than the first song. Uh. And this was produced by Easy Mo B. I'm giving it a four. Okay. I like yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, I, I I thought that was I thought it was hard, man. And like I said, it. Have his mother singing. It's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> and and I still was trying to figure out why they bleeped out the word pregnant. Man, not only that, I didn't even know what they said at first. <laughs> I'm like, what could he have possibly said? Because. The number one mom pregnant and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, then that's after the baby. You ain't you ain't rocking number one mom and right. you ain't had the baby yet. So I ain't, <laughs> so in my head, I didn't know. I didn't understand. I didn't know what the fuck they would. But yeah, I guess I guess that was uh, problematic for the label. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they didn't want uh want because they you, didn't want to advocate killing of moms. Because you remember all the all the other pressings after that. Time to get paid. Blow up. Yep. Born Center. <laughs> Your world trade was out of there. That was before 9 11. Yeah, so. That was the yeah. first bombing. Um, yeah. Next track Machine Gun Funk, also produced by Easy Moby. So, I was about to say, so you want to be hardcore. So, um, so Machine Gun Funk disappointed me. Really? I'm going to tell you why it disappointed tell me. Why. Because it was called Machine Gun Funk, so I was expecting a funky ass Ohio player. Yeah, okay, I, some, get it. I get it. Don't call it Machine Gun Funky. You ain't got funk. <laughs> what the fuck? But he lived for the funk. He died for the funk. Which I hate, Lord really? of Because they they were uh, uh, Sam's Choice Dust Effects, you and then like, nobody Motown? get him out of there. Ain't nobody get him out of there for just literally biting. I hated that. Shout out the Lords of the Underground. Do not shout out the <laughs> So, anyway, um, I didn't think the song was terrible. Mm-hmm. It's just that I was disappointed that you call shit, shit machine gun funk and I ain't hear a machine gun or any funk. But, um, how you scoring this? It's, Oh, I'm this bitch's big boot. Me too. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I want mean, them. I understand. <laughs> what is this relentless approach to know if I'm broke or not? Don't mean that don't tote the Glock. Yeah, I know. But he didn't add a little funk to the brain. <laughs> um, I'm going to go three. Okay. I'm going to go uh, three. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go three. That, that's solid. That's solid. I'm going to go four. Uh, like I said, I loved. Um, I might be one of the few people that actually bought the uh, Lords and Underground album. 
Um, that shit you and Mister Funky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, man, I loved it, man. I thought it was, I thought it was dope. That was one of the, you know how like after you listen to an album, I guess after the first couple of listens, the ones that you start going back to. This was one of the ones that I started going back to first. Um, mm. Machine Gun Funk. So I'm gonna give that a four. Um, mm. Then we go to track five, Warning. Um, hey man, this is one that he did a video for. He actually, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was basically on the tail end of uh, Big Papa. Um, mm-hmm. Wakes up mm-hmm. in a bed. Somebody's, you know, mm-hmm. blowing up his pagers. Pagers extremely loud. Um, Shouts to pagers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I had a pager till ninety nine. Yeah. Everyone listening, they didn't call his cell phone. <laughs> no, it was a pager. It yeah. was a pager. Um. I, this? Also, <laughs> sir, you got a pager. Why is your phone bill ten G's flat? <laughs> but anyway, hey, go ahead. He was he was overseas. Oh, um, right. Shouts to Roman charges. I know, right? <laughs> long distance. The kids will know, never know anything about long distance. They ain't never get swindled just to get a one eight hundred collect T shirt at college. Man. I was <laughs> they get their credit fucked up for a T shirt, right? for a T shirt and a cup, a coffee mug. <laughs> um. <laughs> I like this is one of my favorite songs on the album, um, so I'm giving this four and a half. I'm giving it four and a half. One of my favorites, man. This joint, it, and again, I remember playing this, man. I had a little light blue Nissan Central on the campus of South Carolina State University, and I almost blew my speakers out, man. That that beeper sound was, just, and I don't know what it was, man, but that beeper sound was just so loud. <laughs> but um, but I loved it, man. This is one of my favorite tracks on it, so I'm giving it four and a half. Um. I'm sorry. I was thinking about the girl breasts in the beginning of the video. That was incredible. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't hate it personally. I thought it was. I thought it was too short. I wish it was longer because it was. He killed it. Um, and I hated the skit at the end. So uh, yeah. But we did. Head. But when it came out. We did quote the fuck out. You got a red dot in your head, too. You got a red dot in your head, too. <laughs> oh, shit. So, so for that, I'll give it a 3.5. Okay, okay. I'll focus on 3.5. Um, and 546 is not the crack of dawn. <laughs> but, whatever. Uh, the next track, man, is uh, Warren. No, I'm sorry, not Warren. Ready to Die, track six. Yeah, that's the uh, as I grabbed the clock. <laughs> yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ. That was so grimy, man. Um, another joint produced by Easy Mo B. I gotta get that one a four, man. I love this joint, man. It's just he he's hard and I like Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> um Yeah, I'm um I think I'm rolling. I'm I think I'm rolling. I'm thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go forward to Okay, okay. Cause, cause he yeah, I mean, come on. He, I got techniques tripping out my butt cheeks. Sleep on my stomach so, so I don't fuck, fuck up, up my sheets. sheets. <laughs> hey, man. Nah, you can't. Come on. Yeah, man. Come on now. And on. it's called I'm ready to die. He said my life is playing out like a jerry girl. Yeah. I'm ready fuck to the die. world. Fuck my mom's and my girl. Nah, you got. I gotta. I gotta get a four on that one, man. No doubt. No doubt. He had, he came with bars on that one. I was almost at 4.5 on that one. Okay, okay. Uh, the original, track seven is the original 
one more chance. What's original you? one more chance? I'm I'm at least one. <laughs> the answer <laughs> machine to begin it. All you hoes. <laughs> like nah, this is my song. I don't even know what's about to happen. <laughs> this is already my song. Um Yeah. I'm a um <laughs> Kenya told me she saw you <laughs> Nah. <laughs> hey man. So and I hate skits, but I that nobody really did shit like that before. No, not really. Not with kids, not like that. And you know, with the different girls, you know, they eventually, you know, um, you know, recognize dick size and his Carl Canine jeans. Um, nah, I'm a, I think I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna have to go. I was gonna say three point five. I might have to give it a four, man. Okay. I might have to get it okay. Because um, I, I'm one of the few who enjoyed that better than the remake so definitely one of the few <laughs> and shout out to his go ahead wife for singing on there with with um total oh i didn't know that was faith i thought that was just total okay uh faith and total wow 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 learn something new every day come on um i this song is okay i'm gonna give it a three um it's not a skip. It's not a skip. I mean, it's solid because the lyrics and everything. I mean, Biggie, he, he delivers. I mean, it's not it, lyrically the guy can rap. I mean, we know that. So um, didn't have a problem with it. I give it a three. Uh, it's not as good as the remix. There was a reason why this was a remix. If the remix had been replaced with this song, I would have been totally satisfied. But um, but no, it's, it's cool. It's solid. Um, then we go to... Tr- track eight i don't know why and this was a thing in the 90s that the track mm-hmm. eight is the fuck me interlude mm-hmm. i don't know why but there were several prominent albums in hip-hop history uh mm-hmm. that for whatever reason they wanted to have some type of sexual interlude somebody give ass mm-hmm. somebody fucking whatever i mean mm-hmm. we saw the same happen on the chronic um and to be honest it, to me it just doesn't age well uh, Nigga, I didn't like it then. Okay, yeah, this this is a zero. <laughs> that's the this worst one for me. That's the second. Do we even want to count? If yeah, you want to count it, now you because we didn't count the intro. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's not count it. Let's, let's not even count yeah, that. Just, but that is the first time we heard Lil Kim. Yeah, yeah, it was. It that's was. Lil Kim on yeah, the. Yeah, I know that's Lil Kim. Person. I mean, do we even know if they were fucking? I mean, I guess it don't matter. Well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife was just on the song before it. Right, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, right. So, uh, so yeah, and, and the previous, I, I meant to tell you guys, One More Chance was produced by Chucky Thompson, not Chucky Booker. Not um, Chucky Booker. Or, <laughs> so, or Chucky from the Rugrats. Right, right. So then we go to track nine, The What, with the so, only what? guest feature on the album, Method Man from Wu-Tang Clan. So, boys and girls, kids uh, at home listening, understand this. This was a thing in the 90s. Like, you didn't have an album and had like 17 guest features. No, because it was your album. It was your album. You know, and 
you might have put one on there. You might have maybe two, maybe three. But if the two, if you had two or three, the second and the third person probably somebody from your crew, right? So, oh yeah, you. They were in your crew on your label, exactly. and you probably grew up with them. Exactly. So, really, for Biggie to reach outside of his camp, there's no Junior Mafia on here. There's no, you know, there's no uh, Lil Kim. Yeah, she was out- on there, and she didn't. She couldn't spit one bar. No, nope. <laughs> not one bar. And so he reaches outside of his crew to tag Method Man, who, and I thought this was funny. So, uh, I, and I can't remember. It was we've done so many podcasts, but you told a story about how Method Man said in an interview because Biggie had let it be known. Oh, that- when he was writing this shit, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Nah, I was there. He was writing." Yo, that cracked me up when you said that, man. He that made it so a funny. point to say it's like, yeah, so when I was writing my and he was too, I was watching him. <laughs> he was right there. <laughs> so Biggie tried to make it sound as if he he created the what off the top of his head, or like he didn't put any he didn't put pen and pad, um, uh. which was not true. Um but yeah, man, the what, man. The only guest featured, man, with Method Man. Um this is I'd probably say this is my second favorite track, man. I like how they go back and forth. I gotta give this like a four point five, man. Okay. Um This is my favorite song on the album. Okay. And the only reason why it's not my favorite Biggie song is because what I feel if you're going to have a favorite song by artist, they should be the only one on the song. Mm, so, but if you're going to say what's my favorite song on the album, it is this. And I don't, I, even though no one asked and it wasn't a big thing, I think meth won. Oh, no question. But I think Meth got him. Yeah, I think I think Meth got him, but not by but much. But I Big, think Meth got him. I'm sorry, I mean, cut your no, 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 no. But um, Big, one of my favorite things he said. One of my favorite things that Biggie has ever said on tracks. Is on this song mm. when he's man. So instead of making hoes suck dick up, <laughs> I used to do stick ups because hoes is irritating like the hiccups. <laughs> Excuse me, flows just grow through me like trees to branches, cliffs to avalanches. It's the bringing mantis. I almost jumped out the window yeah. when I heard that. Yeah, yeah. He he definitely had bars on that one. I mean, he had bars was, all throughout the album, but that was that was dope as hell. Shit, I'm like, what? Wow. And probably my favorite, probably my favorite hook on a Biggie song. Fuck the world. Don't ask me for shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I'm 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 five and I'm giving this a five piece. Okay. 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 Yeah, man. Dope. Dope song. All right. So the next track, uh, the aforementioned Juicy. Uh, we we don't have to get into details about it. Um, what 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 are you scoring Juicy at, man? 
So here's the thing about you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when he sighs, something's coming. <laughs> no, so when Juicy first came out, Preach. Oh, I'm like, come on. This is it. This is the song. I love this song. And this is like, it should be his signature song. It just should be the song that everybody, but it's really like the Big Papa remix or One More Chance remix. I mean, um, I don't, I just don't care for it as much as I did when it came out. I, I don't want to use the phrase it didn't age well, but I think it's just because it was played so much and to keep hearing that sample over and over, like a, the remix, I could probably listen to more and it's just so, so red Kool-Aid. It's just... So, <laughs> Stop it. Red Kool-Aid's the best. I, I know, but it's so just there. It's yeah, everywhere. Yeah. It's 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 sweet. It is just there and everyone knows it. And so if I'm ranking it, if I'm giving it a... Give it a bean. <sighs> giving it two and a push. Mm. I'm giving it a two. <laughs> See, trying to make me seem like I was the asshole. Everybody, listen, hey, I'm not the asshole. Hey, that's, and that's why I had you go first. <laughs> yeah, I, for, but really for that, and I think we, we may have talked about this before, it, for the same reasons, man. I just, over a period of time, and it's just like, it's it's just not something I want to hear. And I, I don't know if it's just because it got played so much in the video. I mean, the video was everywhere. And, and, and there's no knock on Biggie, no knock on the song. It's just not something that I've just run to. Like, if I'm listening in the car or something like that, I probably skip because I mean I've heard it enough. So, um, so yeah, you, I'm you, you're actually two point five. I'm at two. Yeah, um, I'm giving, I'm getting five for the for the nostalgia because I will listen to it if it came on like at the bar, <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> right? <laughs> but I'm Some not place throwing where you it got on. a choice. Yeah, I'm not throwing it on. Exactly, exactly. Um. Next track, Everyday Struggle. Um, I don't want to live no more. Sometimes I hear death knocking at my front door. Um, This one, actually, I wasn't really a fan of initially, but it grew on me. I give this a three. I give this a three. Well, um, this is one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, really? I, okay. I, uh, what you don't know, uh, uh, listeners, what you don't know, I took the time to rank the songs on the album from my favorite to least. So, um, this came in at number four. Hmm. So, since it came in at number four, I'm going to have to, it, it got to get at least a three and a push. Um, yeah, that's where I'm going to go. When I'm going to go 3.5. I'm going to go 3.5. Okay, okay. Then, then we get into the next track, Me and My Bitch, the song that starts off <laughs> <laughs> with the most craziest, probably, uh, first bar that you would ever want to hear, first couple of bars that you would ever want to hear on a rap song. Um, <laughs> I was a bigger fan of the remix. Um, shout out to the show and mm. I didn't like this track um, you know what let me go back I didn't like this track as much as I liked the others um, it just it was one of those things where it's like 
I guess the best way I can describe it is the first couple of times I heard it, I liked it and I really liked it because of, you know, we were so happy to get a Biggie album. But over a mm-hmm. period of time, it just it was just like, uh, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. And it just like it just became one of those tracks like that I just didn't want to hear. So me and my bitch gets two and a half. Hmm. Okay. Now, now what was the what was the one right before this we did? What was Everyday, that? Struggle. Everyday struggle? What did you get? You got that a three? Yeah, I gave it a three. Gave it a three. Um. So I gotta go back. I gotta give Juicy a two, so I could get this a two point five. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I like this more than Juicy. Now. Okay. So, um. Yeah. I, 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 I like the idea of the song um I think a different track would have made it better and you know a little Richard Pryor line at the top mm-hmm. for the people who didn't know that was a Richard a Richard Pryor joke right, right. they thought that he was really wild right there <laughs> but I knew it was so I was just like I know where you got it from I'm ch- exactly. I I never even I never thought about it again until somebody else brought it up I was like oh yeah he did I'm like but it was Man, I get it. I, I know how you you people are. But, <laughs> Ethan's. Yeah, but nah, it was that's yeah, it's kind of kind of wild. Um, and uh, shout us down for sampling uh, pink cookies by the goat. Gosh, this guy. Um, <laughs> the next track, Big Papa, uh, very popular track. I mean, I it's it's a three and a half for me. Uh, it, it's one that you know when it comes on, I'm still not I'm still bopping my head to it. It's it's, it's uh, the video was cool. Bust bust a bus was in the video, um, and the video leads into the warning video. So uh, yeah, I'm giving three and a half. I have this ranked eleventh. <laughs> Damn. On the of the fifteen songs, um, still above Juicy. Um, so. Um, What'd you give it? I gave it a three and a half. I guess I give it a three. Okay, okay. I, I mean, because it's, it's like it's like juicy. It's like man, you couldn't get away from that song. No, you couldn't. You really after could. it came out, it's just like man, shut up. <laughs> but it's probably one of the most quoted, you know, mm-hmm. that I quote. Because like, if I'm out somewhere and I see some guy buying some wine i'll be like oh he about to creep up from behind or some <laughs> shit so anyway so all right cheese I'm eggs and welsh is great <laughs> conversate <laughs> shut up you know how many people said conversate I, I, and they used to cringe when people said conversate conversate <sighs> is not a word people <sighs> and and hey um so what happens <laughs> When you throw the keys to Lil Fee's. <laughs> Crash. Yeah. Maybe you want to calm down. Oh, man. But, oh, that's you know, what do I know? Um, the next track, Respect. Um, and I, I can't, I don't know who the lady is. Is that Diana King on the hook? That is. Um, it, like, you know some things. Wasn't really a fan of this. It, the Patois, you know. Oh, shit, listen to you. <laughs> Look who had the Encyclopedia Britannica in there. You you know it, uh, and that's the thing, man. It's like it's only a few people in hip hop. I think at that particular time they could have gotten away with that. Actually, one Chris Parker. Um, oh, come on. So I just, but he didn't do it. 
Biggie didn't do it. Well, she did. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're right. It, you just mean that kind of song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's, it, yeah, this one ain't a really that good to me. I, I say two and a half. Give it a two and a half. I don't skip it, but it's not. You know, it ain't heavy. Right. My head ain't about to fall off. Oh man. Um. <laughs> Your, your head wasn't up because your neck already knew. Um, when the, when this when the album came out and I got to that song, I was like, Nah, man. <laughs> so, man, if you don't get this shit off my. But as time went on, and I, I don't know, man, maybe my ears got older. I was like, You know what? This is dope. I got a ring number six. Okay. Okay. I got a rate number six, so I'm giving it. I'm giving it a strong three. I would have given it a three point two five, but I don't want to get that messy. <laughs> right, right. So I'm, I'm giving it a, yeah, I'm giving it a strong three. I, I enjoy respect. Um, then the next track, friend of mine. I've said on this podcast before, this is my least favorite song on the album. I'm giving it a one. This is a skip all day for me. I'm just that. I get what he's tr- he was trying to do, but I'm gonna be honest with it, especially for those of you listening, saying I can't believe he gave it a one. You don't like that chorus singer. I don't. <laughs> I do <knew> it. <laughs> I don't. And you know, and I've been consistent because I didn't like it in '94, and damn it, I don't like it in 2019. So, hey, it is what it is. It gets a one for me. What about you? Well, it um, it used to be. My least favorite song on the album, mm-hmm. but that was because spoiler alert. I always turned off the tape after Unbelievable. <laughs> Cause boy do I hate this other song. Mm. So much that I thought friend of mine was my least favorite only because I would not even listen to the other song. Mm. So for that reason, I am giving this, I wanted to say 1.5, but (laughs) damn, I wanted to say two, but I guess I got to go 1.5. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you know it ain't right, <laughs> right? And then the next track, "Unbelievable," uh, produced by the legendary G- DJ Premier, hands down favorite track on the album. This gets five for me. This is my favorite Biggie song, period, mm. and ranked number two of my favorite songs on the album. Also gets a five from me. Boom! There you go. Uh, and then the album closes out with Suicidal Thoughts. I'm not going to cover that. Does um, it? Yeah, it does. And, you no. know, to be honest, man, for a long time, I would not listen to that track. That's because you're a wuss. I mean, I just wouldn't. Especially after he died, man. It just felt creepy to listen to it. So I just um, I, I just didn't. So so we, 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 we got the numbers. We did that. Um, so we talked about our favorite tracks. We talked about some of the ones. What, that we oh, did. whoa! What number did you give it? Oh, okay. Um, you mean as far as Mike's? No, Suicidal Thoughts. What oh, number? Oh, you give so, it? Suicidal Thoughts would get a. Uh, I guess I give it a two. I guess. <laughs> it, I mean, I can listen to it now, but for a long time, that was a skip. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I ain't like the way. I, and I and I get the. Con, it's a. It's a dope concept. I mean, he's born. He goes through all this stuff. 
couldn't believe if he wanted to live, he wanted to die, and he ended up killing himself. But it just, over a period of time, and that just got, it's like you said, some skits, like, just, after a while, they just, they become tiresome. So I, that, that was just a skip. And plus, it was the end of the album. So I, was, I was like, I'm good. I will say that that is another one of the things amongst my friends I quote a lot from that track. Really? Like, all right, I would take, listen, um, people who listen to your show, they know me. They, come on. Anyway, so sometimes <laughs> we be chilling, and it, it might be a, a, a woman who's oh. who's probably I don't I might not find as attractive as another person. I might think that she's not not so. You know, That's a good way to put it. Yeah, you know. And so maybe my my other friend would say, "Hey yo, would you would you with her over there?" And I'd be like, "I'm sick of talking." <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you heard that track, right. That's when he kills himself. Exactly. So what I am implying is I'd rather kill myself right. than with her. So I use sick of talking a lot. That's and only funny. my true friends and people that know that track gets the joke. That's funny. Yeah, That's so, funny yeah. as hell. <laughs> I'm sick of talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so, yeah. So we, we went through the tracks. Mm-hmm. Um so now, if, if we're scoring it, scoring it based on the mics, uh, mm-hmm. the source mic microphones, um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give "Ready to Die," mm-hmm. and this may be controversial. Uh oh! But I'm gonna give "Ready to Die" four mics. So slightly better than the Funky Headhunter. Okay. Um, the Funky Headhunter had. Three <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Okay, so you said four. four. Yeah, I'm gonna give it four mics. What would you have given it right after it dropped? Right after it dropped, I probably would have given it four and a half. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. think, and I and I, I I I've had this discussion with my close friends and people that I know that know hip hop, mm-hmm. and I've often asked them, you know, is this a five five mic album? And I don't mean five mic as far as like popularity, because this will just you know we know some albums that got five mics that really shouldn't have got five mics. Shouts to the Almighty RSO. <laughs> but you know the thing is, is that like when I say five mics, and when you're talking about the source and how the source used to be, you're you're telling me or or I'm telling you if this is a five mic album, I'm saying definitively. That this is the one of the best albums in the history of this music's genre. And I can't say that about Ready to Die. Even at even back then. Like I said, I give it back then I probably give it four and a half now. Today is five. And and again, for those of you listening, keep in mind, there's nothing wrong with it being a four mic album. Like, you know, yeah. people some of the the young Thundercats, if you will, like everything's either a classic or it's trash. Like there's no in between. No, no you can, you're supposed to have something in between. This yeah. album is, I think, a very, very dope ass debut album. It you know helped solidify the East Coast. It put Biggie on the map. It put Puff on the map. It did a lot of things. Is it a hip hop classic? In the sense of you know it being a five mic album, 
No, it's not. Yeah, that's like saying to Isaiah Thomas. I mean, hey, magic. It's Isaiah <laughs> Thomas, though. I mean, right. So, so he shit. Right. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. What's that you? Well, um, when it came out, I would have given it. Like right after her, that I probably would have gave it like four. Okay. Now, probably three. Mm. Okay. Probably three. Any reason why it's gone down for you? Yeah, because put it like this: this this is this is about as best as I could break it down for you. You want to know about his classic ability, <laughs> his classicality. <laughs> I've listened to Ready to Die from front to back, literally a handful of times since the year it came out. Okay. That was a long time ago. And when I say handful, I mean five or less. Oh, wow. Okay. I am being 100% honest. I've listened to Paid in Full probably 30 times last year. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so, Same. I, so I listened I, to it yesterday. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, and, and I can expertly rhyme 90% of the words on that album without a track. Mm. This one, mm, I could give you Unbelievable and the What. Mm-hmm. I can give you Big Pop and Juicy and some of the other songs. So, it, I'm, I don't like the, it didn't age well. What I'm saying is this. It was a modern day classic. It is not a timeless classic. And there's the diff- there's a difference. When it came out, it was the hottest thing on the streets. But shit, two years after it wasn't hot. I mean, it was like, oh yeah, that's that's yeah. He killed it on that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't really want to hear it. I'll listen to the wasn't unbelievable every other day. Mm-hmm. But. I don't want to. I don't need to hear everyday struggle on one more chance. The tape. I'm like, I'm gonna. I'll listen to them, but I ain't gonna. I'm don't throw them on. Right. So you're not gonna get in the car and just say, oh, let me put this on. Nah. And, and if I'm on shuffle and something other than unbelievable, the what? You know, maybe respect. Maybe respect because the, the beat pumps me up. I, I'm probably gonna skip it. I'm probably gonna be like, nah, let me see what else is on shuffle. Right. Because I don't want. I want to listen to. I don't want to listen to this. And it ain't because he died and I'm sad. It's just I didn't want to listen to it five years ago. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. You know. So, so I mean, yeah, so I had about a three. Um, by the way, um, our ranking of the songs. Mm-hmm. Your your average. Okay. For the songs. Is a three point three. Ooh. Hmm. My average for the songs is a three point one. 
People that's listening, take that half y'all want to take. Oh wow, wow, wow! So Hmm. we, so out of out of five, we averaged all our likes of the fifteen tracks, three point three and three point one. And so for those of you listening, as you're going along and listening to this podcast, maybe you should score it too and let us know what you came up with. (laughs) So, so maybe I gave him a bump because. Technically, I should be at three, but I, I got him at four. Um, as far as Mike's, uh, oh, one last question before we get out. Um, <laughs> you listen. I don't know if I could call it a classic if you lose the uh, if Big Papa lost the Grammy to Gangsta's Paradise. <laughs> Come on, man, cool. It was the shit. <laughs> oh, okay. I hate this song too. I hate this song with a passion. Um, just <laughs> the uh, okay, so this album is is very obviously highly revered how much of that because again you were around in 1994 right mm-hmm. how much of that is attributed to the fact that Biggie's no longer here because like you and you and I were talking before we came on air you know if you <laughs> if you do a list <laughs> and we've seen mm-hmm. enough of the damn list this year Mm-hmm. But Biggie always ends up in somebody's top ten. Top, he top five dead or alive to top everybody. Five, you know, top three. You know, he might be number one. Mm-hmm. So, is it because? And and keep in mind, folks, he he had a very short run, right? <laughs> I mean, it, through no fault of his own. I mean, but when you say. <laughs> See, look at you. Stop. Yeah, it, stop it. Okay. <laughs> so, so he came. It came out ninety four. He 90- did say himself. He wasn't talking about himself, but he did say your reign on the top was short. Look, <laughs> all right. I'm done. All See, right. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I'm done. All right. I'm done. Go ahead. But yeah. So, is it because? I guess what I'm asking is, is it is it re- so revered? Be- and, and I've said this about Tupac as well. Is it revered as much because they they're no longer here? Because no. clearly we were here and we we love this album, but we just don't love it as much. I guess. No, I'm gonna tell you why I don't. I I can I get how people could think that. Mm-hmm. I think two things. I think that. It's not necessarily because he's no longer here. I think it's because the most vocal of the people were just at the age of getting into hip-hop when he was blowing up. And at that time, he was the fat Jordan of rap. That's <laughs> true. His fat ass was everywhere. That motherfucker did a song with Michael Jackson. Oh, that's funny. Oh my god. Stupid. He did a song with Michael Jackson. Mm. He was on RB features, remixes. He was everywhere. He, he was at, he, he had a great run. I mean, he was like so Terrell what Davis. What I'm saying is, 
So what I'm saying is, hey, <laughs> two Super Bowls and now I get it. I see what you did. You see, so so if you are just getting introduced to hip hop in that era, this is why people will argue you down about Kobe because they weren't alive when Jordan was Jordan. Mm. By the time they was checking out Jordan, he was playing for the Wizards, and they're like, "This is what I'm supposed to right. I'm this like, guy? he's 72. <laughs> and he still gave you 30 though but anyway so if they just coming up then and that's what they see they're like nah and then he dies yeah he they're like yeah God, he's he, he has to be the best he didn't even get a chance to mm, he was so that's why I say no the second thing is I think had he stayed alive he would have lived long enough for people to call him whack. Mm. He would have lived long enough for either people to call him whack, for him to not even rap. He would have pulled a cube. He would have been acting and doing some other shit. Or they'd just be like, man, you don't get your old fat ass out of here. <laughs> man, man, fuck with you no more. Yeah, no more. Because yeah. the longer you stay around, the longer, true. the quicker they get tired of you. <laughs> so it's like, oh, uh, so true. Unfortunately, that's how it is in rap circles. And again, the only genre, man. If you don't go ahead and retire, bye, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that is the only only genre of music that will tell you that you're too old to do it. Meanwhile, the Rolling Stones are 85 years old, and Mick Jagger's still out there strutting. 12 farewell tours. Yeah. Shit. I mean, it's just, it's just, ain't nobody told Payne LaVelle to sit down yet. Nope. They cried when Aretha died. Oh. And she made an album in 44 years. (laughs) Hey, and watched her eight hour funeral. (laughs) Right. But shit, boy, you got a week of Nipsey. And, (laughs) and niggas didn't even fuck with him until he died. People that didn't really. I hate these fake people. Like, oh, let me. Oh, I'm like, shut up. You ain't say. You ain't even use nip. You ain't even have cheese nips. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this culture. So, so yeah. Because he died, yeah, that has something to do with it. But if you would live long enough, they would have got him out of here. They wouldn't, they wouldn't fuck with pocket. They were like, man, if you don't get your poetic justice ass on somewhere. You're loud ass. you always yeah. always loud, making noise, yeah. doing something. Yeah. They would have tried to come up with a Kaepernick anthem. They were like, man, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't take your 60-year-old right. so go rap with JPC. So, so, but... When it dropped, people loved it. But again, I think a lot of them is that was just that might have been their first mm. CD they ever bought. Yeah. And then for put it like this: if your first ever NBA game was in '95, '96, and go see the Bulls, Bulls your favorite team. And George, your favorite player, and then they won back to back to back to back to back to back. You're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if your first NBA game was the Lakers when Kobe was winning, you probably like, yeah. 
And they'd be like, but what about the Bulls? No, 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 but them are fucking. You know, it's some people right now is going to, nah, Golden State. Golden State, right, right. They won way more games in the season than that bullet old ass team you be talking about. Right. At, okay, because that's the equivalent of I'm like, nah, Rakim. They're like, how many Grammys he got? <laughs> how many? How many number one singles does he have? Like, none. <laughs> then he ain't shit. Oh. How many albums did paid him full sell? Right. That's 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 the equivalent. Of how many rings he got? Right. You know, like none. But that don't. Because, That's the, like you said about Terrell Davis, fuck, we can go on down the line, but then you bring up Barry Sanders. How many rings he got? None. They ain't shit. Okay. You go, <laughs> if you want me to believe that, all right. Now, that, now this is when the conversation's over. Yeah, the conversation's <laughs> definitely over because at that point, I can't talk to you. And, yeah. I, and you make a good point, man. It's just, it, it's, and I don't want anybody listening to think that, like we're shitting on the album because we, we like this album, but, you know, it's, it's if you ask a lot of people it's it's held in a lot of high regard and and i'm not saying that it shouldn't be i don't hold it as high as a lot of people that i see online talking about it and there's no knock on big because big is one of my favorite mcs but his run was very short so you know when you start talking about leg and i I hate to throw around the word legacy because you know they throw this album in but then what does the legacy look like when he just broke it down if you take 15 from from this album and you take 15 from the next album, which he didn't get a chance to see or promote, the next album beats, you know, and it's not as loved as, you know, Ready to Die. But I've seen Biggie fans be split right down the middle as far as Ready to Die and, and Life After. And I think they're two different albums, really. Yeah, and he didn't he didn't put enough product out for it to be a real debate. Like, you can understand people being born and introduced to jay-z at different times so you're gonna have your people that's gonna be like nigga hard knock life then you're gonna have your blueprint people mm-hmm. and then you go you gonna you might have your your dynasty people and you are always gonna have your uh, reasonable doubt people right. it's like yeah because we we can we can have that dialogue but b- because i don't like reasonable doubt nearly as much as i used to i love it when I, love it. It, um, I almost liken it to this this when I thought about it, I'm like, hmm. hmm. I think it's still my favorite album of his mm-hmm. and their blueprint, but it ain't what I thought it was. If if I go through the al- the the songs like now, that'd be another good one to do. But um, it's just like man, some your favorites ain't got. I mean, you, your your father's eventually gonna get old, mm-hmm. and you just they go look at him. Like the the big invincible can do anything, <laughs> dude. That you did when you was five. True you literally go. I'm looking like, damn, my man. He getting up out that chair a little, <laughs> a little slower. That's my man, though. And so, you know, my kids say that about me now. Oh yeah, they said that about you ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> they probably think they could take me too. Oh, Dion, like, man, wish you would say something. <laughs> wish you would say I had an ass bowl of cornflakes. Oh, that's funny. That is hilarious. <laughs> Skylar, like, word. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do say that, too, when I am around. As soon as I'm done with these cartoons, it's your ass. It's your ass. I'm <laughs> your asshole, man. <laughs> yeah. but, but so it's like, ready to die. It's like, 
Damn, it was. Don't let nostalgia make your classics classic. That just makes them your favorites. That don't make them necessarily the best. That just means you like them the best. Mm, couldn't have said yeah. better. Couldn't have said it better. Um, but and, and the, the last thing I'm going to say. Go ahead. Even though you didn't ask me, I like to tell you stuff you don't ask. Me. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, and not shitting on Ready to Die because I like Ready to Die. You know, mm-hmm. um, probably, probably top ten, definitely top fifteen um, hip hop album covers of all time. Um, oh, dope ass album cover. Even though niggas been off the nine shit. Um, <laughs> so, um, it is my top. Three, top three, top three. Um, um, bad boy hip hop albums. It is not my favorite bad boy hip hop album. And um, it is in my top five. Um, bad boy album. Period. Ready to die. His favorite is Mace, Harlem World. That's not in the top five. My favorite, my favorite bad G-Dep. boy hip hop. Uh, was it Child of the Ghetto? My favorite hip hop bad boy album is Life Story by Black Rob. I knew you were gonna say that. That is. I knew you were gonna. Say, I think you said that before. Uh, yeah, album no, is dope ass. That album is incredible. So yeah, and I'm one of the few people who really like Project Funk the World. Hey, you know what's fun? You know what? I'll, I'll tell you that off here. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, man, before we get out of here, man, people, where they can catch you at, where they can catch the podcast, where they can catch you on the social media platforms. Let's just do this. Um, at I am eclectic um, because at eclectic got suspended because I'm, I'm dangerous. Uh, <laughs> so, um, at I. A M Eclectic E C L E C T I K Um Eclectic Discussion Podcast. Um put that in your Apple machines. Um go to your SoundCloud and Stitcher, wherever the hell else. You just get the feed, you can get it anywhere. Um Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast. Um E H H in some circles, um, you can also catch some clips on um, on the YouTube. There's a eclectic, at eclectic or eclectic relaxation somewhere on the YouTube, and um, um, you can follow on um, the Encyclopedia Hip Hop Instagram page too. There's some stuff. So you know, Twitter, same thing. Um, Encyclopedia Hip Hop is on there. At one, gotta go if you wanna if you wanna play some games. Mm. But I'm um. Um, as as a great wise man named Blastmaster <laughs> once said, "I can be everywhere and nowhere at once." <laughs> well, folks, you know where to find me, man. As always, I want to thank each and every one of you for checking out the latest edition of the Twelve Kyle Podcast. So, for my man E, I'm your boy Twelve Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. Five G's. Uh-huh. Yeah.